Welcome again to It Doesn't Take a Genius, conversation with introspective perspectives and pithy points of view. Here are your hosts, my friends, Max and Marty. I think that's Mark and Mike. Yeah, whatever. Ramsey! Sorry, I'm just I'm laughing because you've never started the recording before saying three, two. I felt like I was all professional for a second. <laughs> or in Wayne's world, maybe. You know, That's right. Wayne's world. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Welcome to our cable access channel. We're so Very glad similar. you tuned in. <laughs> all right. So we are rocking, man. We are, you know, if you're not feeling bad about yourself at this point, yes. we, we haven't done our job. So, right, we, you know. <laughs> And if and if you're not, thank you for showing up because we got ten more. <laughs> We're halfway there to making you feel things. bad. Yeah, ten more things you should not be doing. <laughs> you know, insanely bad interpersonal behaviors that are holding you back and that you just need to stop doing. Yeah, these are these are kind of fun. I think actually uh, to to see how these play out, and they're things under your control, so it's something that you can run with here. These come from Marshall Goldsmith. Uh, what got you here won't get you there. Um, and uh, yeah, so let's let's just dive right in and uh, think of examples of ways we've seen this happen, Mike. All right, number 11. 11, claiming credit that we don't deserve. The most annoying way to overestimate our contribution to any success is to claim credit that we don't deserve. I, You know, I, he could have written down, uh, don't lie. I think that's... <laughs> simpler way to say that yeah let's sum it up <laughs> yeah and we see this manifest itself all the time oh yeah and when i think of this one and we've, we've talked about this adage the adage that if if the team wins uh, it's i give credit to the team if the team loses right. as the coach i'm going to take all the blame right you know, think about all the sports interviews, which I hate. We'll have to do a whole you know, program on sports cliche interview phrases. You know, <laughs> they came to play. You know, the one who wants it the most. Yeah, never mind. So one of them is you never see a great coach take credit for the win. Yeah. They always say, you know, you know, the defense team stepped up. The, the you know, the offensive line was was wonderful. Uh, they executed the plays. At no point does he get in in front of the the worldwide audience and go, "Yeah, the team won today. My plays were brilliant. Right. Uh, the, the the work that I put these guys through obviously paid off. I was able to craft a team and recruit. You know." Because as soon as you hear that, if I'm a player, I don't want to play for that guy anymore. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and if you don't deserve it and you're taking credit for it, I mean, you will be found out. You know, it, it, you, you can get away with that for a little while, but eventually everybody can kind of call you on that and say, oh, yeah, here he goes again. And uh, you, again, you're a known quantity at that point. You know, people people know what they've got with you and it's not a good thing. And so there's a lack of trust that happens there. Oh yeah, and it sticks with you. I, I had it happen yeah. to me. I I discovered a flaw in something, and and I brought it to the higher ups' attention, and it saved us a, the the organization a tremendous amount of embarrassment. And then the email went out to everybody else. Yeah, we have discovered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh no, 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 no. no me you know i don't do many things right but this one 
this blind squirrel stumbled upon upon this acorn and I, you know, either nobody gets credit or I get credit, but don't take the credit. Yeah, it was, uh, to this day, I, I can still picture that email in my head and, and it's not good. That's hilarious. <laughs> well, hey, maybe they had a good reason for wording it that way, or maybe that's just an excuse. Ooh. Which leads me into bad habit number 12, making excuses. The need to reposition our annoying behavior as a permanent fixture so people excuse us for it. I love, I love that wording. Reposition our annoying behavior as a permanent fixture. This is just how it is. And you'll have to excuse me for it. Oh, yeah. And we hear this all the time. The person that shows up late and just says, that's who I am. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, so who you are is inconsiderate and selfish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you did you choose that? Uh, you know, are you the only one who can't hear an alarm clock? Uh, right. You know, so so yeah. Sometimes uh, I think it's people make it part of their their persona. Mm. You know, I I can't help myself but to correct you. Yeah. Uh, you know, I can't help it but to run late. You know, yeah. I'm so much busier than you is you know right. the connotation I get. So. So the first thing you have to do is say, you know, it goes back to your don't tell lies. In this case, don't tell yourself lies. Yeah. You yeah. are capable of being punctual. You are capable of not being negative. You are capable of these things. So far, you've chosen, chosen not to work on them. <laughs> and that has been your choice. Well, it, it is a... Uh, a, a puzzling thing you know there's a bible verse about that that the the heart's deceitful above all things and beyond cure who can know it as, as in you can't even know your own heart so you know it it can lie to you um but but i love the idea that um it, you know the person who does that is making the same plea i gotta, I gotta say this carefully so that i don't get myself in trouble here mike but uh you know Serial killers make similar claims, right? I just couldn't help it. But it's amazing. Serial killers tend to do their work under the cover of darkness when nobody's looking. It's almost like they could choose anyway. But so, so uh, I, you know, I, I want to make sure that our audience, both, both audience members, don't feel like I just called them a serial killer. But I do think there, there's something to this that, uh, you know, you do have some choices. So what are the parts here that you could choose? And we all know the people that are trying and they get some grace for, for the try. Oh yeah. And I just want to say, if we've offended any serial killers that are watching right now, Mark Ramsey lives <laughs> in central Kentucky. <laughs> you have no trouble finding him. I had nothing to do with that. <laughs> Just didn't want to take credit for your work. <laughs> Thank you. Know, you. Living, living number eleven, right there. Oh, but, that's great. But yeah, if you're, if you're, if you're, you know, and Marshall Goldsmith puts it so wonderfully, right? If you're doing something that annoys people, quit doing it. Right. Right. You know, you have to own it, and 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 we know it's easier said than done, and we know that it's difficult. But if it's if it's holding you back and it's creating animosity among your peers and among your team members, then right. maybe it's worth tackling. And, yeah. if you, and if you don't know what it is, ask somebody, they will tell you. <laughs> right. <laughs> a 
Okay, so uh, moving on to the next one. This is the one that uh, is intriguing because it might involve you not getting coaching, clinging to the past, the need to deflect blame away from ourselves and onto events and people from our past, a subset of blaming everyone else. So we're, we're blaming things in the past, people in the past, events in the past. Um, and I, I want to say about this one, um, if, if there is a real uh, a place of bitterness, um, a place of wounding and hurt, and you cannot get over that, um, you and I, Mike, are, are uh, professional coaches. We're professional grade coaches. We're, we're good at what we do. We're not therapists and counselors, and, and that's, that is their role. And if, there's, if there is truly something here that you, you can't get past without some help, I, we would strongly encourage you to get some help. We've got people we can refer you to that we trust very much that uh, that could be that help. Um, so so I'm going all the way to the extreme right away, Mike, and just getting that off the plate that, you know, if, if there's something you're clinging to and you cannot get over it, um, what you can choose to do is go get some help. There, said that. Now we can talk about coaching, the future-focused, activity-oriented uh, coaching technique. How do you see clinging to the past showing up at work? Well, I see it in, in the manner in which people lead. Mm. So, so you've got this these boomer-aged leaders, of which yeah. I am a, a member of this club, uh -huh. and they're leading in the manner in which they were led. So they they had a coach that that, that berated them and beat yeah. them upside the head and, and and you know there was no positive reinforcement and now they've taken that that lesson from the past and they're trying to apply it to the current reality yeah and they're seeing it's not working it, it, you know the 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 current team members that they're using it on aren't responding they're actually leaving. And so, wow. and so when you ask them, you know, they'll tell you and they'll tell you quietly in person, well, that's how I was brought up. Yeah. You know, and so you have to, you have to stop and say, okay, we admit that, right? That's the example that you saw. Is it the, is it the way you have to continue? Yeah. Yeah. Especially when a lot of those same managers who are doing that don't like how their manager <laughs> is managing them and want to change for themselves but i digress anyway yeah yeah it's a vicious circle it just keeps right. reinforcing itself and then right. it, and then performance spirals you know it spirals downward yeah so there's a there's a, another wonderful adage which i seem to be full of them today you're full of adages today is which is it says the the most difficult part of change is not getting the new idea in it's getting the old idea out mm. And so, and so we've got these things in the past that we're clinging to, even though we know they've clearly run their course and are no longer a value, we see the next big idea, right? but we have to have the courage to let go of the, the past thing so that we can go forward to the new thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. All right. Moving on. 14, bad habit, 14, playing favorites, failing to see that we are treating someone unfairly. Now you and I have had a discussion about this, so this, <laughs> I, I think we should we should point out here. Um, I can think of some instances where it's justified to play a little bit of favoritism, um, and you no, know, I know, I know, blasphemy, but we have um, 
a lot of uh, stores we work with, clients that uh, have um, people that are receiving leads, sales leads through a CRM tool, a customer relationship management tool. And some of those folks, it's they're getting those leads because it's a privilege to get those leads because they've done a good job with those leads. They've, um, they've done what they said they were going to do in the CRM tool. They followed and followed up on their tasks and so on and so forth. So I guess in a, in a way, what I'm, what I'm basically saying is that those people are being treated fairly uh, because they are, are, are good at it and have, have done what they were supposed to do. And then you brought up an interesting point about um, unfairness. Well, yeah, yeah, because you hear the claims of unfairness from the people who are not getting the leads, who don't do well with yeah. them and therefore are now taken out of the rotation. Yeah. And so now, then it comes to a, a bigger definition of, of what is fair and to whom. Mm-hmm. And so is it fair to the customer to give their inquiry to someone who doesn't care and won't follow up with them? That doesn't sound very fair. Is it fair to the business owner who paid for the website, paid for the marketing campaign, paid for the uh, online ads that generated the lead and is now going to give it to somebody who's not going to try their hardest to to turn it into a sale? Yeah. And so it's unfair to the store owner. It's unfair to the customer. And and this concept of fairness, uh, yeah, you don't want to exclude somebody for no reason. Right. So I think the key to this is is explaining exactly how you get kicked off the, the lead rotation and yep. how do you earn your way onto the lead rotation. Yeah. And that's where a lot of organizations, right? They they know this guy is good with them, so I give them to this guy. Right. But they don't do a good job of explaining to the rest of the group why, you know, what was the criteria that they analyzed to determine that. That, that guy was unfairly getting, you know, quote, unfairly getting the leads. Right. And so, and, and, go ahead. Well, I was just, I was going to say he uh, obviously has to be measuring something to be able to do that, right? So this is where we go back to some of our past episodes on the four disciplines of execution and the accountability habits. You got to have something you're measuring that says, see, Johnny has got it. Billy Bob doesn't. Mm-hmm. And that's where, yeah, and sometimes... I think they don't share it because they, they haven't thought it through to the detail that they can share it. Mm. You know, I know intuitively this guy does better, but now I've got to explain exactly what does does better mean. Right. And, and then that's an excellent exercise because it helps you gain clarity yep. on what it is you believe is important with this. And it also allows you to explain it to your team. Uh, one of my favorite questions to ask in a business is, is, how many, how, many, how many sales do I have to create in order to not follow the rules? Yep. And the organization always gives it, ha, ha, that's not true. We treat everybody the same. Yeah. Nah. And then you, you, you look at them for a second, they go, okay, okay. Like, like Billy Bob, he sells the most of anybody. So he doesn't have to come to the sales meetings. He gets a special parking place. He right. sets his own schedule. <laughs> it's like, yep. and all of that is fine as long as you let everybody else know because everybody else knows he's not coming to the sales meeting. He gets the park where no one else gets the park and he seems to set his own schedule. That's not fair. Yeah. So we have to tell people, how did he earn these things? And then, and then conversely, how did they earn these things? Yeah. Yeah. 
it, it, this is a huge point and uh, we, we just need to underline it before we move on that what we're talking about here is clarity for yourself, which is going to involve the hard work of measuring. But once you get that clarity and can say, here's what gets you on the team, here's what gets you kicked off, you have the ability to spread clarity through your organization and clarity leads to a lot of improved performance. So um, we talked about playing favorites. You can kill that by expressing some clarity. Oh yeah. And as our, as our friend uh, Pamela Cole says, clarity is kindness. It is. And so clarity is kindness. To feel like I was treated fairly, provide me with clarity and I'll see it not only as clarity, but as kindness. Yeah. Love that. All right. Our last one for this session, uh, bad habit 15, refusing to express regret, the inability to take responsibility for our actions, admit we're wrong, or recognize how our actions affect others. It's not saying you're sorry, never doing it, never having a regret. Right. Well, and I think what's interesting about this is people think it's having one of impact when it's actually having the opposite. You know, if I never admit that I made a mistake, if I never admit that I was wrong, they'll see me as omnipotent and powerful. Yeah. And the reality is, if you never admit a mistake, they see you as weak and insecure. Yeah. <laughs> nobody, nobody sees that as a good thing. And, and we are strangely attracted to people who can admit they were wrong. It's authentic. Yeah, yeah, it's authentic, and 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 it, you see it all the time in in celebrity and politics. Mm -hmm. If you if you want them, if you want people to get over it, forgive you quickly, and actually be drawn to you, mm -hmm. then just say, "I'm sorry, I made a mistake, and I won't do it again." Yeah, and people go, "All right, let uh, let him make another movie, <laughs> <laughs> reelect him to office," uh, you know. But if he but if they keep denying. The, then there is no forgiveness. Uh, you, you know, there's nobody yeah. on the team, nobody in the public that, that says, well, you know, he refuses to admit he made a mistake, but I know in his heart he's sorry, so I'm going to yeah. let him off the hook. Yeah. Well, there, the, yeah, there's no forgiveness because you haven't asked for it. So you, mm -hmm. you got to go ask for it. That was deep right there, Ramsey. <laughs> Some, somewhat foundational to my religion. I'm, I'm well-versed in this whole concept of uh, saying my fault. Um, oh yeah, no, I'm I'm Catholic. We have meetings. <laughs> we we have one on one specifically, <laughs> just to admit all the things you were wrong about. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm right there with you, man. <laughs> you saw the the Super Bowl commercial where they handed over the the uh, M and M's. I'm sorry, you had to listen to that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So. So yeah, expressing regret, saying I'm sorry, saying I was wrong, that it comes from a place of strength. Yeah, right? love it, that. It, it doesn't come from a place of weakness. That, that's right. That's right. Well, I have nothing more to add to that. That was a, a quick five. Um, I, I think the, you know, just to, to continue to reiterate for folks, the idea here is, you know, take this and look in the mirror take this and put it in front of your people around you and ask them, you know, what challenge do you think I have uh, the, the biggest uh, opportunity here with out of this list? Uh, we've got the uh, list uh, posted to the website. So we, you know, there, there are some resources here if you look into the notes, um, but uh, we'll be back in a week with the final five. Oh so yeah. Exciting. yeah. It is exciting. Yeah. And I would encourage you, if you're going to do the share the list and ask for feedback, 
if you've got a big team, give a different list, you know, give the same list to individually to everybody on the team and then look for correlations. Look yeah. for teams, right? If you get your, you know, if you got 20 people on your team and 15 of them circle number five. <laughs> yeah, right. It's not, it's not complete consensus, but it sure is pointing in a strong uh, direction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and people, you know, typically don't like to give negative feedback uh, to their superiors, <laughs> to their peers even. So um, you may have to sort of pull this out of them, you know, make it anonymous or, um, you know, say uh, something like, uh, I, even if you don't think that I'm guilty of one of these, if one of these were something I worked on, which one should I start with? You know, there's something that just makes it as easy as possible to pull it out of their hearts, what's going on. So, right. Well, and even if they don't participate, the act of you asking oh, yeah. raises your, your leadership yeah. stock. You get credit for that. Yeah. You get credit for asking, how could I, how could I do better? That's right. That's right. I'm, I think that's amazing. And speaking yeah. of people who think we're amazing, <laughs> let's see what our announcer has to say. But does he? Max and Marty. <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead and tweet that or share it any other way you want. As always, there are no rights reserved, no trademarks, no copyrights. Share it if you want to. And join us next time on It Doesn't Take a Genius.